and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's our first for the week, and that means we come out a-blazing. A-blazing here, bucko. Bucko. Do I have a list? Do I have a list? Oh, you I know bet I, you, I bet you have a list. All right. Let's see here. Uh, third party. Thumbs up. Oh, in God. North Kakalaki. All right. Uh, Bill Russell. Um, Trump buries her. At the first hole, hmm. uh, Don, you still measure things by TV ratings, attendance. You still doing that? Find out. Uh, whose fault is it really for rising food prices? The Jews. <laughs> uh, six weeks, six weeks in purgatory for Deshaun Watson. Mm. Wow. Uh, and. Tuesday, which is tomorrow as we speak. It's another primary day around the country. What is the most consequential fucked up race in the country? Uh, and oh, that's what I got here so far. All right. So there, that's it. Bill Russell, uh, Trump and his golf tournament, f- food prices, Deshaun Watson, fucked up primary, third party Carolina. Let's uh, let's talk about the late Bill Russell, the greatest NBA champion of all time. 11 rings as a coach and a player passing away yesterday, Brad, and a lot of tributes coming in from all over the place, not only in basketball and sports, but really a guy who was consequential to uh, American life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And, and the first thing I thought of, first thing was, was his great laugh. And, of course, there, there have been up on – on YouTube for, for years, many compilations of Bill Russell laughs. They cut them all together. Uh, and so it's, it's a couple minutes of him just cackling. I mean, he, he really, he was the, the greatest best laugh ever. Um, I mean, if I was a morning show guy, I'd, I'd use his laugh as my, uh, my go-to fake laugh. That's what <laughs> I do. So I'm look for that. He was that good. But, uh, um, I never saw Bill Russell play in, person i saw that other tall guy who scored a lot more points than him uh-huh. Wilt chamberlain but never saw bill uh that's close means nothing but um the, the the fact that wow that when he became the coach of the celtics and then managed to win two championships it suddenly and i forgot to do this yesterday i should have done it maybe you can do it as i'm speaking here I don't know how many player coaches there have ever been in the NBA. Not very yeah, many. It's very few. Very, very few, let alone successful ones. Okay. Cause usually yeah. it's a, it's a fool's errand. It's just impossible. You just can't do it. Um, and, and he did it. And then I think the last year, you know, they, they faded, he retired and he, Took another job, I think, coaching Seattle for for what didn't, but so what? It doesn't matter. His record is so untouchable, and we always talk about. Doesn't matter who it is that they've done something that no one's ever going to, and and then it does get surpassed. And this is in that category of it's never going to be surpassed. Don't worry about it. This this is almost comparable, in a way, to the Jack Nicholas most majors 
record of 18. And when Tiger Woods got to 11 or 12, everybody thought, well, okay, <laughs> that's about it for that. It, it, it's just a matter of time. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And, of course, it never happened, and it's never going to happen. Jack Nicholas will stand alone with uh, 18 major PGA tournaments. I guess we have to say that now, PGA major tournaments, <clears throat> because, you know, golf statistics, I guess, are now going to completely fracture because if a bunch of players don't play in tournaments anymore. But that I'm off, I'm off point here. The Bill Russell record of, of 11 championships in 13 years. Forget it. Is, Forget is, it. Is, but there's like, there's like so many statistics about this guy just as an athlete that are a joke. 10 and 0 in game sevens. 10 and 0. Are you that? That's a joke. Forget, that's never going to happen again. Nothing like that's ever going to happen no, again. It's like Joe Biden says, that's no joke. That's, that's it's no joke. That's preposterous. You you have yeah. you have games and you ten times you go for it and ten times you win and zero times you lose. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think is going through the mind of other teams as the years would tick by and they'd be in a game seven it's against over. the Celtics? It's like, mean, why are we going out there? Why do you think and, that Jerry Jerry West is the bitter bastard he is today? <laughs> I mean, my God. Wait, wait a second. And I, in that in that last game seven, which was in the finals against the Lakers, the Lakers were heavily favored in the series. Right, and they had everything going for them, and that was you know Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you know was was on the 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 Lakers that year, and they had a and they lost that game seven to the Celtics. They couldn't they could not beat them. Um, so yeah, there's things like and and then uh, he has. And I want to just make sure I was correct on this. Bill Russell has the second highest per game rebound record. He's at like twenty three point seven. Chamberlain had like twenty four point one. You know, it was, they're they're right next to each other. It, this is rebounds per game. So remember, when you hear about somebody getting a triple double, right? That's uh, points, uh, assists, and uh, rebounds, right? Yeah. Isn't that it? That's it. Three? Well, it's any okay. statistic, any statistics you want, really, that measure up to double digits. All right, but, but wait, are, but to get to get to ten, but to get to ten rebounds is considered to be quite a game for most it's people. It is. So, so he's averaging like twenty three per game forever. That must mean that he had games where he had thirty or thirty two, right, to balance off the ones where he maybe only had fourteen or fifteen to get to that lifetime average. So um, any any thought, in, in my opinion, because he won all those championships and he won them because, of course, he had a great team with him, but but he was the, the guiding force. He truly was the straw that stirred that drink long before Reggie Jackson thought of the phrase. Yeah, but he wasn't an uh, asshole all- like Reggie was. He wasn't a dick like Reggie was. It, it really did revolve all around him and his theory of how to play defense and emphasizing defense over everything else that was going on in the game. And, of course, it worked. You can't argue with it. Uh, the idea that people – and I, you start a Facebook uh, thread on it, Britt. You'll get these people. I got them already. The You cannot consider him the greatest player of all time 
because blank. Okay, oh, because right. he didn't score enough. What? No, I, Britt, I swear to God, he didn't. He didn't score like Michael Jordan. He didn't right. score like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. He didn't score like LeBron James does. So therefore, he cannot be in the conversation. Right. Well, that's that's just stupid because every player to this day, no matter where they're at, no matter how they're interviewed, no matter what they say, to a man, they will also, I don't really care how many points I scored as long as the team wins. Well, wait a minute. Here was the guy that proved that if you could put that into action, you could win championships and sublimate your own statistical success and win so russell played the way everybody else talks about the way they wish they played but they can't play it because it's too tempting and in the world of three-point shots it's even worse so oh well yeah that's the, I'm, I'm surprised some of the people haven't said that well there was no three-pointer back then so he had to cover less territory he didn't have to come out and guard anybody from you know 90 feet away <laughs> How how stupid are these arguments? Wait, but but I'd argue the exact opposite of that, which is the game, because there was no three-point shot, was it was a longer game because you didn't have people who would be out behind the circle uh, getting a pass. I wasn't uh, making a true argument. I wasn't making I know, but they cross half court and they they stop at the three-point line to shoot a three-pointer. Right, instead of going in for a layup. I mean, how stupid is that? So you tell me what's a longer game. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was he was uh baseline to baseline, you know, all yeah. out all the time. That's By the way, I'm long. looking at the list of player coaches and it's it's over forty, but some of them only coach like five games and two games. That's the stuff. point. You can't yeah. nobody could do yeah. it. Nobody yeah. could do it. But there's a lot there's there's season. way more than than you might imagine. Uh I'm, that is true. I, okay, I, I Lenny, Lenny Wilkins did it for a while. He's a, oh, okay. he's a guy that did it for a minute or two. And uh, Dave DeBusher did it for a minute or two. Uh, in fact, gosh, it was several games, about 222 games for Dave DeBusher. Uh, so there's been several over the years that have done it. Uh, we, we will move on to other stuff, but a couple of thoughts. By, by, about, by the way, none of them won championships. None of them. No, that's cor- that would be a correct statement. Okay. So, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even arguing anything again. If anybody – if anybody wants to say he's the best player of all time, I'm going to go, there's there's an argument there. There's definitely an argument there to be made that this guy, particularly defensively, uh, was – here's the other thing. There, there will be people who will outscore LeBron James, and there will be people that will outscore yeah. Michael Jordan. And, in fact, we've got one now. His name's Steph Curry. Okay. <laughs> he's a guy. Uh, he's who, by the, the way, he's already, he's already in the argument. He's already in the mix now because of that. And, and – Guess what? He wins championships. So, you know, mm-hmm. you you can make a pretty good argument for putting him right up there in the top two or three players of all. But to to, to try to trash Bill Russell is so, so dumb. First of all, first of all, I, I I shouldn't say this, but that means I will. <laughs> I swear that there's a there's a tinge of racism there. There's a tinge of, you know, if he would have just kept his mouth shut, you know, really. Well, they're what, okay. he that's what, with, what he had to put up with. We don't have to go through all the stories that no, but that's were, a, I think that's about them. But, but you know, that's another uh, point to someone who wasn't alive during that time, and I wasn't alive during that time. Uh, they would think, well, this man must have been beloved and, and heralded as someone who was uh, great during. No, he wasn't. Somebody broke into his house and shit in his bed. 
That's how hated this guy was back when he was speaking out against racial. And but there's a couple of generations of Americans that need to know that. They need to know that this guy that they're celebrating today is someone who was selfless and a pioneer and was outspoken. He was hated by a segment of our population in his prime because he, he deigned to say that black people should be on equal footing with white people. That needs to be said. Uh, well, in that- I, I think you can, you can lump him in with Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, sure. and Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Like well, Martin Luther, King, Martin Luther King. Right. Jesus Christ. I mean, again, I've said this many times. A kid today, somebody, even in, a younger person today would go and they look, well, they, they named all of these streets after Martin Luther King Jr. He must have been celebrated and he must have been elevated during his time. Well, yeah, he was, but he was also hated and he was killed. So, I mean, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> there, right. there's that. The other, the other thing that I would point out is there's been a lot of, of as you read in the obituaries, this October the seventeenth, nineteen sixty one exhibition game in Kentucky. Um, Gary Pomerantz has written a great book about Bob Cousy and Bill Russell's relationship called The Last Pass. And he, when when Obama gave Bill Russell the Medal of Freedom, he talked about the boycott of that October seventeenth, nineteen sixty one game. In Lexington, Kentucky. By the way, Little Rush, what do you think of the fact that Bill Russell got a Medal of Freedom years before you did? I think it's just absolutely affirmative action. (laughs) There was a boycott of that game, but it was by the black players. The seven white players of the Celtics did take the court that day, including Bob Cousy, who regretted it the rest of his life. They wished that they would have done Bob Cousy the rest of his life, wished he would have done more to reach out and to elevate and to celebrate Bill Russell. I think you should change the tense. Bob Cousy still regrets it. Bob Cousy, not dead. He has has regretted it his entire life. And and it was it was Red Auerbach that did not. This this is how you have to look at the duality of people. It was Red Auerbach who said, well, no, I still want you guys to play, even though they're not going to serve you black folks down at the restaurant, because I want the team to get a decent payday out of this exhibition game in Lexington, Kentucky. Well, it was also, that was a shitty thing to do, but it was Red Auerbach who elevated Bill Russell and says, I want you to coach the team, when it had never been done before, when a black coach had never happened in NBA history. Well, Britt, as you know, I'm the only person you know that's perfect. Other people <laughs> make mistakes. All right. So uh, let us let us move on to some other topics. Um, we don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson or do sports back to back. We'll save that for our dessert. That Trump burial. Let's do talk about the Trump burial because uh, that asshole was unfortunately all over the place with his stupid ass golf tournament up in Bedminster, New Jersey, all weekend long. Great pictures of him with Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump Jr. basically pissing on the families of the victims of 9/11 celebrating that golf tournament and the Saudi blood money that they're getting coming into their pockets. Well, the, the best part of this, and, and now we may have to change our story here at some point, but, you know, it wasn't on TV. It was on like a YouTube channel and some private network thing, and nobody was watching it then. Who gives you know, people, golf fans, so, so in other words, nobody saw it. Nobody saw the tournament on, on, on media. Uh, and the attendance was, how should we say it, sparse, or as Trump would say, the greatest number of people ever to see a golf tournament. Correct. Right. Uh, but, uh, if, you know, there was nobody there. You could see when you, if you've been to a golf tournament, you know what it's like when there's hardly anybody there. You have kind of the run of the course. You can move around easily. And when there's a lot of people there, you 
you're really constricted. And uh, there was nobody there to speak of, maybe a couple thousand people. And it's scattered about a golf course. That's that's nobody. And uh, I noticed uh, in our lame newspaper, they finally did something right, which is they didn't even acknowledge that the, 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 the tournament existed. There was no scores given. There was nothing there. Which uh, it, that could be because the paper sucks, but right. you know, usually <laughs> there's a PGA tournament. The, even the the lame newspaper puts the you know the, the whole score. Of, uh, so their their actual lame ass lack of covering stuff pays off. Congratulations! Yes, yes, finally, finally, because it, it it doesn't deserve it. Uh, so this guy who is a uh, tax researcher, um, and he's a professor of sociology at uh, Dartmouth University uh, posted some tax credits that uh, Donald Trump apparently are going to claim here. All right, it's not a he, it's a she. It's a Brooke Harrington, Professor Harrington. Uh, Trump will now be able to declare his golf course a cemetery because the first Trump has been buried there, Ivana Trump. And here's what the law says, according, and this is New Jersey law. Okay, there's New Jersey law. A cemetery company means an individual corporation, partnership, association, or other public or private entity that owns, operates, controls, or manages land or places used to dedicate for use for burial of human remains or disposition of cremated human remains, including including a crematory located on dedicated cemetery property. The act relieves cemetery companies from the payment of real property taxes. Wow. Uh, income taxes and sales and use taxes. Wait a second. Wait a second. So if it exempts sales taxes too, if this was actually an ongoing real tournament with lots of people there and they're selling concessions, they don't even have to charge sales tax. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is Trump. He'd charge the sales tax and pocket it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let people not let people know that uh, he was going to get away with that. But I'm just... I'm just spitballing out into Correct. the future here. Um, it, it Again, this is one of those, if I asked you two weeks ago, what do you think will be the next big Trump scam? You wouldn't possibly no. be able to come up with this one because it's, again, it's just, it's unfathomable. It's just, it's beyond, re- so, but now that it's happened, add it to the list. And by the way, Trump wonders why he's been under audit for probably 40 years. It's this kind of shit that's why. Because that part of his big shtick about why he can't release his taxes, that's true. He is under perpetual audit. There's no doubt about it. It's just the fact that he's under perpetual audit never was the thing that would prevent him from showing his taxes to the rest of the world. So that was always a lie. Um, There's a, I'm showing you on the screen, this is the actual gravesite, which is essentially something you would give a homeless and indigent person if they died. Well, <laughs> very, very seldom do people have a headstone ready in, a, in you know, unless, is there is there That's the equivalent true. of fast signs for like you know, fast stones? Where, it seems know. like I don't know if it seems like if you have millions of dollars, you might be able to get a rush job done on something. I'm just yeah, saying, be able to but please, please defend the Trump family at all costs from this gravesite well, okay. that basically yeah, says, "Here's my defense." He's not married to her anymore. <laughs> do you think any of the kids? Do you think any of the kids who were shot out of her vagina would have said, "You know, maybe we should do a little better for mom"? <laughs> 
maybe we should just like clean that up and uh, have have something. Is, <laughs> hang on, is is that a uh, is that a copyrighted phrase shot out of her vagina? Yeah, that I, I don't like to use medical terms and use my that, uh, medical that, training. I, I didn't know you were so pro life, Britt. <laughs> those kids, those kids were shot out of a vagina. But yeah, it it's tacky looking. It's it's just tacky looking. <laughs> it does. I'm telling you, it's what if if, if it like, look like you know, maybe in a potter's field if you're lucky to get your name on it. It is. It's it, it's like if you had a, if you had a homeless person die in your town, that's what they would give them. Okay, that, we'll set them up with that. That's what they get. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 the most Trumpy thing that's humanly possible don't you think Could you get more uh, trumpy than this that, that you would have and by the way and i'm always thinking head and i do care about those kids and they're not kids they're they're adults but i care about the future i and don't i'm, I'm brit i'm really worried that when it comes time to sell that that club who's going to want to buy it it's got a cemetery there you know i think now, the maybe mo- but the- maybe hold it maybe the fact that it's it's a tax-exempt golf course yeah. would make it more attractive financially for somebody so the more interesting uh, thing about this is i got that picture from uh the new york post and it seems like the murdoch newspapers have really in the past week or two especially have, have, have really gone hard after donald trump they've decided he's a piece of shit like long after we figured it out well, it feels okay, like that I- they're they're really going after him you know what, Britt? I think we should go against conventional wisdom on this, okay? Okay. Because this, this is the story everywhere. Well, the Murdochs have t- turned on Trump. It's over for him. Look, the New York Post editorialized against him. The yeah. Wall Street Journal yeah. editorialized against him. He has not been on Fox News for 100 days. So, therefore, it's over. You know what? I don't buy it. I think this is, a, this is as, as temporary as a correction in the stock market. Jeez. It's down, but you know what? It'll come right back if if you give it enough time. And if, if Trump wins a primary, they're right back in with him. What about right the back. what about the Wall Street Journal leading the charge on his twin Vince McMahon and forcing Vince McMahon to be quote unquote canceled? Isn't it? I mean, it's really very sad, isn't it? It's a tough time. It has for nothing people. to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with. Trump. They're the same person as I've been telling you for like six years. They're exactly the same. He's paid off hush money to women. How much do you need to know? I mean, Vince well, is a real millionaire. Well, but wait a minute. You're you're talking about two different things. And this is true. The Wall Street Journal editorial page, the opinion mm-hmm. people, the assholes Correct. who are on Fox News with those asshole shows all weekend long. Correct. Okay. Uh, that they are. There is a uh, and I don't want to offend anybody that uh, might be by this uh, phrase. There is a Chinese wall at the wall street journal between the reporters who uh put out the news section of the wall street journal and the the assholes who do the opinion page and and the two very often do not meet because the wall street journal has done good reporting on january 6th yeah and 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 also the the fact that vince mcmahon got outed for what he was doing originally by the wall street journal has nothing to do with over on the opinion side, where yeah. they probably still think that Vince McMahon is a is a great entrepreneur a who victim. gave lots of people jobs and and did that. So so it, it's not a monolith. And Rupert Murdoch is is smart enough to know that when he bought that newspaper years ago, 
that that's what he bought. He bought a quality investigative news organization in the, the straighter sense and in the business side of reporting the business news. And if he would fuck with that, then then you turn the Wall Street Journal, you know, into, uh, uh, you know, the weekly reader of, of stupidity and there's nothing left. And the opinion side of the Wall Street Journal has for 80 years been fucked up and right wing and, and they hated Roosevelt. And, and so they've been so you get both of those. So um, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon got taken down by the news side. And for now, the opinion side of the Wall Street Journal is sour on Donald Trump. Mm. But that'll last as long as there hasn't been a primary that he uh, suddenly uh, gets, you know, 46 percent of the vote and uh, the rest of the vote in a Republican primary is split between uh, six other guys, including Ron DeSantis. And suddenly Trump emerges. They would they would get right back in with Trump because their their response would be, uh, even though we said these things about Donald Trump, he is still better than the out-of-control, failed presidency of oh, Joe right. Biden and what the Democrats have done to this country. So they're they are one, they one primary and one news story away, I think, from, from turning back. And what gives them plausible uh, deniability overall as a company is that they're assholes between 8 and 11 Eastern time on TV every night. They haven't wavered a bit. I haven't wavered a bit. So uh, just do the Donald Trump. Do you still care about ratings and attendance? Is that a thing to you? Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's just mixed in. That's just mixed in with what we're talking about with the, with the golf tournament. It's a, kind of the same story here, uh, but the, the quote that you, the must, quote you that... must have seen. Yeah. You must've seen that, that on Saturday uh, you could buy a ticket for $1 on StubHub. Oh, really? To, to get in there. StubHub had him down to a dollar, a dollar. So, uh, in, in spite of uh, his uh, abiding popularity in, in American history, uh, I know Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is a friend of mine. Donald Trump is no Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen gets lots of money for his tickets. It angers people, but he does. Donald Trump, not so much. His golf Did- now, now, this is the question that I want to just circle back because there's one thing I wanted to put up. Do you think that there will be a major television deal made to televise these Saudi Arabian tournaments in the United States. I think it's going to be a long time. I think it's going to be, at best, several years. Now, the Saudis obviously have enough money to just keep. They don't care. They, they can keep burning money forever right. to, keep the, to keep it alive. But at a certain point, uh, when they do realize, and they'll figure out quickly, that no, this didn't buy them good PR in the United States. We we don't love Saudi Arabia now because they overpay golfers and start their own competing uh, uh, tournament. The average golf fan wasn't sitting around for the last thirty years going shit. If there was just a another uh, group of tournaments that paid the play the uh, the golfers more on a regular basis. I'd like that a lot more. That's what I want. I want more. It was never that way. So, uh, but he's gotten away with one of the more he's gotten away with one of the more outrageous quotes over this. When the reporter asked him about it, he thought if they thought he was shitting on the nine eleven families, 
he said, well, unfortunately, no one's gotten to the completely to the bottom of what happened on 9-11. Who was responsible for it? Well, but that has nothing to do with it. Actually, it, it, it bolsters the idea that there's no fucking TV network that wants to be associated <laughs> with a guy who is a, a 9-11 conspiracy. Is he a 9-11 truther? I guess he still is. You know? Yeah, so, I, I think it's still I think the jury's still out. I think it might have been Jamaica, possibly Peru. I'm not really sure, but those are my two main. Those were the the main two that I think yeah. who, who did it. Uh, apparently, you you said that to divert attention away from Antifa. <laughs> it could have been Antifa. <laughs> is, that a, is that a country? Is that a country now? That that's a country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if 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 you're the you know everybody else is tied up with the PGA, right? ESPN and ABC and and the uh, Fox, they're all tied up with with the PGA. So. Um, I I just don't see. Well, you don't think Apple TV is going to step in and take this one? You don't think Amazon's going to going to grab the reins? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. So. I don't see it Go- either. Golf golf is not mass appeal enough to to do even more damage to your reputation. As if Amazon doesn't have enough problems. If, <laughs> uh, you know, Netflix doesn't do live sports. They probably need to get in the Netflix probably needs to, to get something oh, going. Might. But as far as I mean, the, the, the key to this whole thing is the majors. If if the Saudis don't have the majors, they don't have it. I'm sorry. That's just not going to. That's, well, that's what people care about. They, right. So therefore, yeah. this is a uh, it's a second tier uh, thing. It's a second tier thing. It's, uh, but to say right. that no one has gotten to the bottom of 9-11. This should disqualify you not only from office but from life, right? You should just probably fall dead right on the spot. That's it. We're going to go ahead and give you uh, the pauper's grave that we gave your wife, your ex-wife, <laughs> right there. You're done. See ya. I, I, I was listening. You know, I listened to Michael Smirconish, and and he uh, does a poll question every day. And his last poll question was, "Do you agree or disagree with Donald Trump that we haven't gotten to the bottom of 9/11?" Of course, the overwhelming majority of people said we've gotten to the bottom of 9-11 so smirconish says well i voted no i vote i agree with trump he says we haven't gotten to the bottom of 9-11 but i agree i i think that's true for the opposite reason that trump does trump of course is saying that to try to take the heat off of the saudi arabians right to mm-hmm. pretend that it wasn't them smirconish says I, I agree with that. We haven't gotten to the bottom because we just don't know how shitty the Saudi Arabians actually were in the planning oh, of nine eleven. So that's that's uh, agreeing, you know, on the surface, but but obviously disagreeing for, for the correct reason. Let's do uh, uh, third party. Looks like it's a go in NC, as you said. Uh, yeah, this is this is a kind of a big deal here. This, I mean, this this story broke just before we uh, started yakking at you here. This is the North Carolina State Board of Elections voting unanimously on Monday to recognize the Green Party as a political party in North Carolina. Um, and they have this whole thing with getting the right number of signatures uh, in different counties and the rest. And there's a lot of uh, back and forth over that. Now, of course, the Democrats didn't want this to happen. They didn't want this to happen because it's thought that the Green Party, which is to the left of Democrats on just about everything, um, that this could hurt Democrats' chances, particularly in, say, the race between Ted Donald Trump-endorsed Bud and uh, Sherry Beasley, 
the uh, former chief justice of the Supreme Court of North Carolina running for the Senate seat being vacated by Richard Where Am I Burr? By the uh, way, five, 538 says that looks pretty good for Ted Budd right now, unfortunately. I don't know how. Uh, I, I'm, I'm discouraged by it, but they're, they're saying everything looks pretty good for Ted Budd in that race. What, what are the numbers they're trying to throw? They were saying it's like uh, they've run the models, and it's like Ted Budd wins 68 to 32 in their models what? that they put out. Yeah. In their, oh, so not, we really not in, we, this is a fucking racist state, isn't it? This yeah. is a fucking racist state beyond belief. If it, if that was that kind of a blowout, my God, it, it's not. That's that not in terms. Be, that's not in terms. That's not in terms of percentage. He's not going to win sixty-eight, and she wins thirty-two. But as yeah. they run it a hundred times, he wins sixty-eight of those times. That's what oh. I'm saying. So oh, it's not sixty. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. Yeah, that that's what they're. That's, that's what they're semi racist. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's pretty fucking racist. There's no, there's no getting around it, pal. Sorry, North Carolina native here. I've been disappointed and had the football pulled back from me so many fucking times. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, they've been going back and forth over whether the Green Party had enough signatures to it, and uh, it looks like they're they're in. They're they're, they're going to be in here, and they're going to be on the ballot for, for some of these races. And uh, if Sherry Beasley had a handicap going in for the obvious reasons, then this is a double handicap because this gives all the, you know, the, the wacko lefties a, uh, an excuse to not vote for the, either of those parties. I hate, they're the worst, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, yeah. In other words, it gives them an opportunity to throw away their vote and make sure that we get another fucking Republican loser senator from North Carolina. Although, allow me to perfume the turd that I just put out there from 538. They, their, their models are showing that it is more likely than not, as they run the race 100 times, Democrats will keep control of the United States Senate and possibly get one or two more seats. Well, I, I understand that, which, by the way, makes it worse. Yeah, it does. It makes it worse that North Carolina would not be a contributor to that change because it really bugs me and i know you you'll notice you'll notice i'm saying something that if you haven't thought about you'll know it's true when you uh, watch national coverage when you read about national coverage of the fall election in the united states senate they name all the wackadoodle candidates they name the that, that crazy ass up there in pennsylvania right yeah yeah uh, that's Dr. Oz, right? Dr. Doctor, Oz, Dr. Oz, and I got J.D. Vance, and I got Herschel Walker, and they got the crazy ass, all, all those things. What, yeah. What's her name out in Arizona? She's Next, favored. Yeah. And they run through, and they never name Ted Budd. They never consider him part hmm. of that group of nutcases. And he is. He absolutely is. He voted with the Republicans right after the election, to not accept the results. Remember that shit? Remember, that was like 137 Republicans. He was on board with that. He was ready. The Ted, Bud, the Ted Bud strategy from that campaign is to stay well under the radar, not make any appearances unless you absolutely have to. You can run a few commercials, always have a gun with you in every commercial that you run, and try to be, it's the old least objectionable programming theory they used to have for television. Just try to be the guy that they don't think about too much. 
That's that's the Ted Bud strategy. I'm absolutely 100% convinced of it. Uh, and I'm 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 just sorry to say that you have to beat these people with a fire breathing calling out campaign. That's what I've been saying. And Cherry Beasley is just too she's nice not. of a person. She's, she's got a, she, nice. you guys who are around the country, she's got a, uh, one of her commercials is they're charging too much for insulin. Okay, great. You're right. They are. I hope you can do something about it. I want them to call out Ted Bud for profiting on getting guns into dangerous people's hands personally by owning a gun store. That's what I would like for them to do. Now, I know the Beasley camp. It sounds like the Beasley campaign has made the connection. Oh, no, no, we can't do that. We're going to piss off the gun owners. You're not going to get their vote anyway. I'm sorry, ma'am. You're a very bright person. Your resume is incredible. If we just stack this up to qualifications, you would beat this guy's ass. That's not what we're doing here. I'm sorry. That's not what happens. I think you're even being too nice here. I would run a commercial that includes the, the gun portion that you just said and I would run a video from January 6th and then say that Ted Budd believes that that is legitimate political discourse. Sure. North Carolina, you have a choice. Sherry Beasley, normal. Ted Budd, crazy. She's slinging mud. It's negative campaigning. (laughs) No, fuck that. Fuck that. That's what he's doing, too. But but, 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 uh, uh, that's, that's what you need to do. And anything short of that is uh, going to prove the the uh, 100 computer simulations to be uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I also think the the idea, and I don't know what's happening. You know, they always, the the thing doesn't really start until Labor Day and shit like that. I I don't. I think conventional wisdom is out the window. I'm sorry, as far as any of that shit with uh, no, we're really going to kick things in and really going to start things up around Labor Day. Well, now. It, it is true that no no one. Brit, where we are, no one is paying attention to that rate. Nobody knows. In fact, this is one of those, it would work either way. If you walk down the street with a picture of either of these people. Oh, yeah. No, they wouldn't know. Who they were, think I would... Maybe two, two out of 100? Forget two it. Out of 100. Forget it. Everybody across the country, both of the candidates are nobodies until in we... terms of public recognition. You might as well nobody. say it doesn't start till football season until we can actually see the ads on football games. That's what you might as well say, because it's, it's really the middle of September. When when NFL season starts and they start showing us all those political ads on the games, that's when the, the political campaign really starts. Or yeah, it but, starts uh, this Thursday when the Raiders take on the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> right, well, but doesn't – I mean, college football starts before the NFL, right, before Labor Day. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't seem to, I don't, I don't, I never really got the obnoxious stuff with the college games I did with the pro games. I don't know. Maybe it's because I watch more pro football than I do with the college stuff, but it seems like that's because that's, that's what happens when you, when you go to a college that doesn't have a football team, I guess <laughs> you, you don't, you don't have a lifetime interest in it. Oh, no. I've been wounded. Pretty good wrestling program there at Ohio State, too, right, Jim Jordan? Oh, I've been wounded. <laughs> Let's go to primary day and the most fucked up race as opposed to the amazing race. Um, And there's a lot of really bizarro ones, but out in Arizona, uh, the contest for secretary of state. Wow. Is important because of course the secretary of state is the chief election official. Uh, in in a state, 
a lot of states, they're appointed, but a lot of them, you know, you run for the office. And the guy who is leading in the Republican primary is a flat out, flat out uh, uh, election denier all the way in June. Here's the quote. There ain't going to be no concession speech coming from this guy. That's right. His his whole thing is never, ever admit that you've lost a race. That's the baseline that he starts from. In 2020, according to the Associated Press, Mr. Mark Fincham, who is leading in the polls by 20 points in the Republican primary for Arizona Secretary of State, so this guy is likely to win, he was a backer of the state Senate audit of the results in Maricopa County, the big county in uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Mesa, all that. And uh, this year tried to get the legislature to tell Congress right now that Arizona wants to decertify Joe Biden's win in Arizona. So right today, he is still at it, and he still thinks that Arizona can withdraw the victory granted by the voters to Joe Biden in 2020. He's still pounding that puppy. Jesus. Uh, there, are four, there are four people in this race. Uh, two say they would have certified the 2020 results. There's a fourth one who says she would have been fine with, uh, quote, breaking the law and not certifying the results. Uh, and uh, one of the two, quote, unquote, normals uh, is backed by the current governor, who's also an enemy of Trump. His name's Doug Ducey. Um, but right now, the crazy guy, Fincham, is 21 points ahead in the polls. How about that? So that, and, and, and here's the point. Not only is that obviously important, and we would hope that this will be a situation that works to the advantage of Democrats come the general election in the fall, right? That's what, that's what we want to see. And right now, you have to <clears throat> pretend that you are outraged that Democrats are helping some of these worst candidates on the Republican side to win primaries, thinking that uh, they'll be easier to beat in the fall because, well, you're playing with fire. That's what they said about Trump. They didn't think he could win, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? There was no Democratic help trying to get Trump nominated in 2016. That was, that was a full Republican production. This is, a, this is a much more strategic thing that's going on. And I don't think this guy ever had help from Democrats out in Arizona. He did it organically, the old fashioned way, just being an asshole. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I earned my money the old fashioned way by yes. being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's certainly. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on that. Let's do the uh, let's do the food prices. Who's really to blame for food prices? We'll finish up with uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, You ready? It's it's the Jews. (laughs) What did you people do this time? Uh, Out in the wonderful wild west world of Twitter. Conspiracy theorists are blaming the Jews for the interruption of grain exports from Ukraine, you know, because the Jews invaded Ukraine a few months ago. And, of course, we're fighting the Jews to keep them from taking over Ukraine. That's right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Research done here for this story 
by the Network Contagion Research Institute, reported by the Guardian newspaper of Britain. The accounts on Twitter frequently link rising food insecurity to a quote, and a, write this down. This is a great phrase. You want to use this in your, uh, in your debate class. A cabal of shadowy, often Jewish elites for bringing about the new world order. Wait a, a minute. See, of shadowy, often shadowy, Jewish, often not often, not completely, not one hundred percent, often Jewish. Okay, no, right. For bringing about the new world order rather than Russia's invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> one guy who's a QAnon person on Twitter says, "Never believe for one moment there's an actual shortage of anything: food, water, oil. They create. They." He didn't even capitalize they, but he just says they create and manufacture these shortages. These aren't naturally occurring whatsoever. How about that? That's some so funny just stuff. add that to the list. It's the Jews starving the world. Often, often the Jews, not exclusively. Yeah. Uh, always Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, the NFL handing down their punishment for violating their conduct policy. Uh, of course, people have been hearing the stories and seeing the stories about all of the women that he sexually assaulted. Allegedly, he has not been charged with anything over the years. He has settled a, a number of civil suits. The NFL decides six games. Six games will be enough. That's fine. You're good. Head on out there and go. People were clowning the Browns because it looked like he was going to miss the entire season, perhaps half the season. Now, not even half the season, Brad, for Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. All right. Well, let's, uh, let me throw a little bit more uh, uh, factual crap all on top of this. Uh, 26 civil suits accusing mm -hmm. him of sexual misconduct. He has settled 25 out of the 26, and he settled three more to get to the 25. I guess he was only at, uh, what, 22. Right. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, he added another three. So he's down to just one that's still hanging out there. How many games was Tom Brady suspended for deflate gate? How many? Wasn't he out was, like six weeks? There's like four or six, yeah, something like that. Plus they lost draft picks okay. and everything else. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say maybe an apology is due Tom Brady, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the, the, uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com has already got a survey up there for their readers, the uh, the Cleveland fans. What do you think of Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension? Is it just right, too light, or too harsh? Is it – it's Goldilocks. Yeah. Is it too yeah. hot, too cold, or just about right? Uh, and they've already got 4,000 let – me, let me refresh it here to get the, the latest uh, version on this. Um, because – uh, yeah, they're already up to about 5,000 votes. 44% um, say it's just right. 22% say it's too harsh. And 33% say it's too light. So you can, the just rights win, 44%. And then the, uh, the too light outdistances the, the, the too harsh. Okay. Uh, oh, it's it's clearly. I mean, that's a joke. I don't know what that's, that proves. That's, that, I don't know what that proves. That, oh, it's an absolute joke that you get six games for this. That's that's. I'm sorry, yeah, but don't, they, don't you, Britt, Don't you think a national survey on this is going to be about ninety percent 
not not harsh enough, too light. Don't you I would hope so. Bad? I would hope so. But again, I'm I'm so disappointed in people these days. So I don't I don't really know what to think. And if people have been, well, you know what? It, let's remember let's remember this poll. I'll I'll, I'll screen grab it so we, we have it because yeah. it's it's always interesting to get the first reaction out of people, and even more in a case like this, the first reaction out of the hometown fans who are usually willing to forgive anything if the guy wins games. Now, this is a case where it's not like he's a, a, a big winner for the Browns, so they're losing something. This is a, you know, this is a guy who hasn't played one minute for, for Cleveland, and there, a lot of people are willing to, to cut him some slack here, don't you? 44% say, yeah, six games. That's about that's right. Yeah, game seven, I'll be out there for him. Now, of course, we lose big time, big time we do. Yeah. here in North Carolina because the first game – of the season is the Browns at Carolina. Right. And uh, we will not get the pleasure of seeing Deshaun Watson play. Yeah, you get to see Baker Mayfield against his old team, but it's going to be, you're going to be robbed of that general great quarterback play we see out of the Cleveland Browns franchise. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's very unfortunate.